thousands of lives impacted all over the world. Are you ready to upgrade yours? Transform your body and mind. Welcome to the YTM Show with your host, Olivier Kelly. Yep. So let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the YTM Show. I'm your host. My name is Oli. And uh, every Thursday, every Thursday, uh, I record a podcast and uh, usually I have a guest. If not, I do it myself. And today is one of those days when I'm sharing the platform with somebody and then we're going to be discussing a lot of very interesting stuff. Um, literally every day I do a show covering different types of topics. We talk nutrition, we talk training, we talk mindset. And then some, every now and then I bring somebody to kind of share their story, share their experience in whatever they're doing. Somebody I look up to as an expert in the field, I, I really like what they're doing. And, uh, and, and then we come together and then we, we, we brainstorm, we mastermind. And obviously this conversation is recorded for your purpose as well. So I hope that you're going to find value in, in uh, this episode. If you do, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave it a review as well. It means a lot. And with whatever you're actually coming across this piece of content as well, be it Instagram, Facebook, uh, a blog post, Make sure to share it with somebody you believe is going to, to get value from it as well. So my guest today is Brian. And um, Brian, I met you, I think it was what, two months ago now? Yeah, the Peak Summit. Yeah, the Peak Summit in London. And, uh, yeah. and then we just clicked, man. We, we, we started talking about everything fitness. And, and this podcast was, was long coming. And uh, we decided to do something. I mean, we got in touch two days ago. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Brian, I'm not going to introduce you because I don't want to do you any, any wrong. I think I, it's only fair for you to introduce yourself, tell the audience a bit about you, what you're doing, where you're from, the whole shaman. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, so my name is Brian Howard um, and I'm a, a personal trainer, qualified, coming up to four years now. Um, so previously I was in the armed forces, so I did 23 and a half years in the armed forces, joined as a boy soldier at 16. Um, I've been to lots of, you know, all the nice places in the world. Um, you know, I've always had a passion about fitness. So I was a county athlete. Um, I had England school trials for athletics. Um, and then I joined the army at an early age, you know, so, um, I was always one of the fittest, you know, like, um, when I went through training, if I went on any of the runs, do you know what I mean? I'd always be one of the ones who was always up the front. Um, and that just continued really. So even as I've aged, you know, I'm in my forties now, um, I've just kept that going. So that lifestyle of, you know, just keeping training, eating relatively healthy, you know, so, um, I do like the occasional beer and, you know, the treat, etc. Um, you know, but I just know that, you know, the, the majority of the stuff that I do is the right thing, you know, because, um, most of my friends, you know, they'll say like I sort of defy age compared to them, but it's just the fact that I'm consistent with what I do, you know, and that's the that's the main tips that anyone's going to get um, is just being consistent. Um, yeah, so um, I love sharing the knowledge, you know, and obviously meeting people like yourself when we went down to London, you know, went to the Peak Summit, you know, because it's working on another area and aspect within your business. Um, I'm always looking to develop, you know, so um, thanks for this opportunity anyway to, to come on and, and have a chat with you, Holly, all right? You, you, you're very welcome, man. Dude, I didn't know you were 40. My God, you look... I'm 43. 
Oh my god. <laughs> and, and and that's 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 so cool because you you really defy the stereotype. Yeah. I hope I look as good as you when I'm 40, man. <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> and I say that to all my older clients as well. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're we age different now anyway, you know, so we're a lot more um educated on stuff. Whether or not we implement it's another thing. Um, but people are definitely living longer, you know. Um, you know, there could be arguments about that as well, like whether or not some people should be allowed to live longer, you know, because obviously drugs keep people alive when really is it the right thing. Um, but that's a totally different topic. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if you keep yourself in, in relatively good shape, you, you eat, you know, relatively well, you know, we live in a world that's got an abundance of food, you know, so, um, you know, it's not always the case for some people. But um, yeah, I think you, if you do the majority of the things right, then um, yeah, you should age well. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm looking to do. That's awesome, man. By the way, you will see me um, making notes because I always try to learn something from the guests I bring on the podcast. So of course, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I always write things down and obviously it kind of triggers me. Talk to me about your, your transition from the army to the fitness industry. Like, right. So, what, what drove you to actually become a PT after you, you left the army? Yeah, yeah. So, um, like in the army, I mean, obviously it's very physical anyway. Yeah. Um, and the PT industry actually would not exist had it not been for the army because it, it came from that um, sort of line of, you know, how do you get a lot of people fit, um, you know, with limited space, limited resources, you know. Um, so when you look at like when the British Army prepared to go to, you know, World War Two and what have you, there'd be group, you know, hundreds of them doing star jumps and stuff and what with classes like hit classes now, yeah. you know. Um, so the military's always had that background and um, it's part of the culture to pretty much most mornings do something physical you know um because i think it's that you know the the main reason why as well in the army is why you, you keep yourselves fit one it you're going to be healthier you know so if you're not more you're not as susceptible to, to diseases if if you're physically in a good place um you know and when it comes to mental strength and endurance you can actually stay awake longer if you're fitter because you've got more energy all right, so um, there's certain times, you know, military operations where you're not going to get sleep, you know, and if you're a bit lazy and you are an expert at sleeping, then you're not going to fare too well, you know, so you need to be fit to, to be a better soldier, if anything. Um, so, yeah, so that, that thread of, of fitness has always been there. Um, I'd always played a lot of team sports as well, so I played a lot of rugby in the army, and there's a social aspect to that as well, you know. So after every rugby game, it'd always end up in a in a bar somewhere, um, so there'd always be lots of drinking involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, yeah, so that that had always been there. Um, I coached rugby league whilst I was in the army as well. Um, so you get to a stage where you know your body maybe doesn't hold up as well, you know, obviously. It's, contact sports and what have you so you know again just having that um i wanted to pass on my knowledge so um i coached in you know i coached rugby league um which i thoroughly enjoyed you know and even to this day i would i'd still if my body would hold up i would i'd still love to play it you know because i've got a real passion for it um but i think you just have to um be a little bit more sensible at times and, and you know it comes a time when all good sportsmen and, and people have to choose a different outlet you know um, in the army you do sort of different roles and jobs or you should do if, if your career is progressing well 
Um, my last job in the armed forces, I did two years as a, um, a recovery uh, officer. Okay. So I was working with wounded, injured and sick soldiers. Um, and a lot of that was working with the mindset rather than actually um, anything physical and hands-on, you know. So, um, and I know that, you know, training um, mentally can put people into a lot better place. You know, so um, as an example, I suppose if you look at like a footballer when they get a, a career-ending injury, yeah, um, it's not so much the injury; it's probably that lack of activity and that that taking away of um, what they're all about. You yeah. know, so for a football like Kevin De Bruyne at the moment, you know, he's got a knee injury. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, mentally that is a tough period to go through. You know, because for all of his life he's been kicking a football probably every day. Um, so you're having to then work on that different aspect and, and having done that um, sort of a job where you're working on that and then seeing people change through, um, you know, applying themselves in a different matter. So you can use that mindset to apply it to something else, you know, and still get results, you know, so you can still set goals and break goals um, to keep you moving on. Yeah, that's um, awesome, yeah. So having done that for a couple of years um, and I was, I've always, you know, used gyms, you know, in the army you're gifted in the fact that you get access to a free gym, you know, um, but when I was home, um, I'd always use my local gyms. Um, and I remember when I first started getting interested into wanting to be a personal trainer, um, I'd asked a lady in a gym who I thought was a physio, she was working with um, some older clients. Okay. Um, and I said like, you know, what do, you, what do I need to do to, to maybe do that type of work and she said well the first thing you need is your level three personal trainer mm -hmm. um so before i got out of the army i did that um with ymca fit which was one of the first companies again to sort of accredit um that as a qualification um and that was sort of it really so once i sort of set my sights on um wanting to do that as a career then that was it for me you know so um it's like anything you know if people are looking for a job in life you only need one job you know, if you're applying for 50 jobs and they're all different types of jobs, then you're probably not going to get that job, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was the way that I approached it. Um, and I was really lucky that um, Nuffield Health um, took me on as a personal trainer and wellbeing advisor before I'd actually got out of the army, which the taxman loved um, because I was getting double income. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it set the foundation, you know. Mm. So I did a year at Nuffield Health um, working, you know, corporate type gyms. Um, and I'm still a generalist when it comes to training. I've got a broad spectrum of clients at the moment, um, you know, ranging from um, young young men. Um, my oldest client at the moment is a 70-year-old man. Um, and, I've, you know, I've got a few sort of housewives and, and people that, you know, middle-aged, shall we say, that get to a stage where, you know, they, whether they get frustrated or whatever, um, and, and they want to do something about it, you know, because we are living longer, um, and it's a, a thing that I'm really passionate about doing. So, you know, it fits, um, and, and yeah, I love it. Um, you know, it's one of those you could probably do it yourself. You could probably write a book on it, you know. And yeah. um, people like Phil Lane, he cover it a lot of the time. Where he'll talk about the realities of being a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, where he'll say, like, um, you know, for a lot of the time, you're on minimum wage. You know, for the amount of hours you do, yeah. you know, and that, that's right, you know. And, low minimum wage, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so people look at that, or oh, you're getting paid this amount for a session. 
actually behind the scenes when you're putting in that time and you're learning and you know you're writing up um you know training programs etc etc you know it sort of never stops um but as well you've got to have that passion to keep that going you know and that's why so many people then drop out of the industry um you know because they probably don't realize the work and commitment it actually takes um to be successful you know because personal training courses as we know the 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 good because it gets you the first foot on the ladder but it's like passing your driving test you know you're not (laughs) you're not the driver you know you've got a lot of months behind the wheel to actually learn how to really drive yeah um it just gives you that first step so uh, that's awesome and i mean you've you've got quite a background here yeah and and it's it's kind of like you're perfect for the job, man. <laughs> and um, and I, I wanted to bridge from, from everything you've just said about, about the army life, about the mindset, and about every, everything you've been through since you started with uh, Nuffield. Um, yep. And, and what, what would you say is your general approach to fitness, especially working with your client as well, because it's very good that you have a, you have a broad range of clients. You've got yeah. I mean, young guys, old guys, ladies, moms, and like, what's your general approach to fitness? Um, my general approach, usually, um, it all backs off where they're at currently. Yeah. Okay, so I don't use um, a cookie cutter approach to training. All right, so um, I used to, when I was younger, and before I was a PT, actually, I used to buy a lot of fitness magazines. Yeah. Um, You know, and you'd get, like, workout of the week or month or whatever in there. You know, you'd have, like, lots of burpees in it and and, and stuff, and sometimes just exercises that weren't really appropriate. Um, But because you're buying a magazine and it's been written, you know, a lot of the articles get written by doctors and that nowadays, or they seem to back a lot of things with, you know, someone that's got a PhD. Yeah. Um, and I don't go that route. You know, it's like I say, it's whatever's in front of me. Um, and I'll use a progressive approach. So even my advice to people that are not training currently and what have you, you know, I'll say you're better off just taking it a day, a day a week and then two day a week, you know, and just build up that volume and that progression. Um, because I, I, I probably, well, I do work on minimum dose is, is the thing that I'll do. Um, so I'll say that if people want change, then they've got to be doing three resistance sessions in a week. Hmm. You know, um, anything more than that, you know, you probably don't want to be going to like, you know, sixes, sevens. You shouldn't be in the gym every day slogging it out, you know, because it's just not sustainable. Yeah. You know, so I try and fit things in for what works with people. And okay. um, I like a whole body approach as well to training. Um, and periodically, you know, so I'll, tr- I'll change my own training the same as well. So um, I'm currently doing whole body training. You know, my last training cycle that I've just finished, I was doing more of a typical bro split, you know, so I was doing back and chest. Yeah. You know, um, legs on, a, on its own day, um, where now I'm doing full lot you know, in one workout and, and I try and fit things in around people's lifestyle. So like, you know, I've got, um, some people haven't got the luxury of picking sort of days to go to, to the gym. I, I like to say to people, you know, have a day in the gym and then have a day active recovery. Yeah. Cause then generally, you know, that third day you should be then to sort of train again, whether or not that's a bit lighter or whatever, you know, but you should definitely be able to do something then. Absolutely. But then I've got some people that have to 
do two or three day blocks in the gym. Yeah. You know, so I just change their training to fit with their lifestyle, you know, because it's got to be, um, have the least amount of barriers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with nutrition, you know. Um, I don't tell people to eat six meals a day uh, you know, to follow that typical sort of bodybuilder type diet or what people would lead to believe because if you're working in an office that's just not going to work because they're not good you know you're not going to let you stop what you're doing every two hours so you can go and eat because you're following some crazy nutrition plan you know so it's got to fit it's probably the first thing absolutely you know what like it's it's very similar to like to, to my approach as well it's really starting with the individual like yeah okay where you are, where do you want to go? And then really start working backwards, like based on lifestyle, based on habits, uh, things to change, things to, to tweak a little bit. And as you said, like starting with just one session in a week and then start build up on that. That's how you kind of like create sustainable habits in the future. Exactly. And, and that should be the ultimate goal. And I really like that. I mean, we're kind of on, on, on the same line with that. And again, like fit things around your lifestyle because one of the mistakes which is very common is like people try to fit fitness. I mean, kind of like trying to force it into the lifestyle, like forcing five, six sessions in a week, forcing, I mean, some ridiculous knees and some things like that. And the thing is, it will work. (laughs) You know, you will lose some weight or you will gain some strength or some size. But the reality is ultimately, you're going to get back to square one, if not worse. And, and I really like that the fact that not only you're a generalist, but at the same time, like you really have that that tailored approach. Yeah, and I know there's people, you know, um, some PTs don't do it that way. You know, yeah. they'll just have that one program, and I'll see them in some gyms, and you know, they, they train one client, next client comes in, they do the same exact same workout with them, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just that it's just not the way to go. You know, yeah, because yeah, like, you know, bare peas and prowler pushes for a 70 year old man, that is just probably not on the cards, you know, um, you know, for someone who's 25, maybe. Um, yeah. And then depending if they're moving right, you know, some exercises, again, just might not be applicable. Um, yes. Yes. So, yeah, that, I'll always use that tailored approach um, just because, you know, a, a client, you know, they've got to feel empowered as well. They've got to feel that they can actually do the, the things that you're setting them out to do. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. that, that reinforces, um, you know, success builds success, you know? So if people go into the gym and they feel they're just failing at everything that they're trying to do, yes. um, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Yeah. They, they won't show up after that. They're just going to give excuses after excuse. And what, what would you say is, uh, is one of the biggest mistake or misconception about about fitness and nutrition when you get a client coming in, for example. And uh, just to elaborate a little bit on that, I mean, I get several clients coming in and, and, and because there's been so much misinformation and so much contradicting things in, in the fitness space. So they yeah. come in and they genuinely believe, for example, that if they want to lose some, some weight, they probably go from, let's say, uh, a maintenance of 2,000 calories to like 1,000 calories or even below that. And then yeah. do like three hours of cardio even after a one-to-one session. Like what, yeah. what, what kind of misconception you see when your clients come to you and then you try to readjust it and put them on the, on the right track? Um, I think probably most of the time most people just eat too, too little. 
um, and they eat too little too soon. So yeah, you're right that people drastically cut their calories, you know, and um, that's just going to set them up to want to binge anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about it later, about, you know, um, the, the sort of steps or the steps approach that I would use. But um, in the first month of a client, I'll normally, well, I'll get them to write a food diary and I'll just say, look, you know, without making too many adjustments, I'll get them to more or less just follow that for a month because then I want to just see what's happening. Um, so I would not really look at counting calories, but you can generally tell when sometimes if there's just not enough meals there or there's just not enough food there, you can see it stands out straight away, especially if it's like low protein or yeah, yeah. if there's low portions of vegetables, etc. You know, so just try and keep, um, you know, the, the minimum amount. We don't want overload and overwhelm early on. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people when they've, especially I'd probably say women more than men, they've probably dieted for far too long. Um, yeah. So even if you just try and get someone to eat the maintenance calories, um, people are a little bit scared of doing it. You know, so it's like you've got to eat this amount, you know, so say if it's 2,000 calories, I want you eating 2,000 calories. You know, if they've been eating 1,400 for a long period, yeah. then that extra 600 can seem like quite a lot, you know, but um, you need, you know, they need to be getting to that point because the body needs to sort of reset itself, really. Um, and that's, yeah, the, the sort of the misconception is that people think that they just need to drop loads of food and, and they do everything too, too much. So, yeah, you're right, they'll do cardio. So they'll hit resistance, cardio, and drop the food all at one go. All at one go, yeah, yeah. And, and just, that, that, that's been one of the things. I mean, I, I work with so many guys, and, and the misconception and the fact that you really have to to, to, to diet that hard, dude, you don't need to do that. And, and we have the same approach. It's very similar. I mean, you look at the client for a month. I look at the client for two weeks. Right. Literally, like, full diary, no calories. We don't even change anything. I just want to see the diary every single day. And yeah. then based on that, I, 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 get, I get the picture. I, can, I kind of, like, see where the trend is, okay, where, where, where the carbs coming from, where the protein coming from, where the fat coming from. I see the frequency. And then based on that, really start mirroring these, uh, these patterns and then create a plan of action. And, and again, like, it's one of the things we are very similar on. And, and uh, I mean, it's really refreshing to know that because I've got clients who came to me before and then like, because a previous coach, and this is what's a bit annoying in the industry, a previous coach will make you believe that because you will get results. You know, if I put you on a thousand calories diet, dude, you will drop weight. That's, that's pretty... It's pretty obvious, you know, and, and, and then after that, when they come to you and then you tell them, dude, you need to eat maintenance now, like a bit like, uh, it's not going to work, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and this, is, this is my question to you. What do you think about, about the information age, you know? Um, can you still see me? Because my, my screen's gone off. Uh, I can still see you. Everything is good on my side. Right, I don't know what's happened here, to be fair. Um, hang on. I've just got a message popped up, that's all. Okay, because I, I can see, see you. Let me know if you if you if you you back on. If you find the zoom icon, you should actually click on it. It should pop back out normally. Yeah, there we go. Okay, good. So, so, so my question to you yeah, was, um, what's your view um, on the information age? You know, um, what I mean by the information age, I mean something I talk a lot about it. Yeah, like like everything is a Google search away. Everything has been done, proven, in quotes, 
by, by, by an influencer or by a celebrity? Like, what, what, what's your take on that? Um, well, I mean, that's one of the things, isn't it? So we're, we're living in an age where um, information is easy to get hold of, you know. So um, if, you wanted to, if you had a specialist thing with a client and you wanted to read up on it, you could, the first place you'd go is probably Google, yeah. you know. Um, so we can access that information. And then, yeah, it's all about that trust in it. So it's who, what sources you actually trust um, to do that. And um, with it as well, you know, and this is where, especially on social media, everybody's a personal trainer. You know, everybody's a fitness expert, you know. Um, and people will get success, you know. The people, of, of course, will get success, you know, especially if they're going from not being active to then being active, yeah. you know. Um, but it's that when there's a um, hidden agenda in there. So um, I call it when people are selling the souls, really. You know, you've got a lot of people in the fitness industry that um, will give out sort of duff information, but it's in line with trying to sell a supplement. Yeah. Well, so there's like people, you know, I see them on Instagram and, you know, they'll be selling certain um, brands of, of supplement. They're probably not even really getting much pay for it either. They're just probably getting the occasional, you know, free tub of protein or something uh, as being a, an ambassador. Um, but there's, no, there's no money in this whole ambassador thing. Like, there's yeah. Um, and, yeah, so then I'd question, you know, what actually, you know, and it's all about the honesty, you know. So if people are going to be honest about things, you know, and there's a, there's a really big in, um, American supplement company, you know, that um, a famous footballer endorses, you know, and I won't name it, you know, because I don't want to get into any sort of... <laughs> um, but, you know, if people are going to be honest and say, I'm promoting this to make money, then fair enough. But don't say you're promoting it to make people healthier because chances are it's probably not going to do that, all right? Yeah. Um, because you're not cleaning up people's diets, you're not educating them, you're not there with them you know, all you're doing is teaching them a different habit, you know. So I've, I've known, you know, people that say, oh, um, I lost loads of weight and all I did was I was drinking protein shakes, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, all you've done is restrict your calories, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and if, if weight loss is a goal and if that works for them, then, then fine, you know, and people, you know, it's like the, um, a, you know, anabolic use and all that. Yeah. People want to do it fine, you know, but you've got to be really aware of what the health implications are, yeah. you know. Um, and I will name names now, but like, um, you know, there's been Mr. Olympias yeah. and their bodies are absolutely wrecked now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm maybe 10 years younger than Dorian Yates. Testosterone yeah. levels are missing, they're gone, you know, he's on hormone replacement, you know, mine are fine. I'm natural athlete, you know, so when we're looking at life, you know, 30, 40 years, hopefully, you know, of my life to go, I'm going to age at the right rate and I'm not going to accelerate it by taking something for that quick gain that's not going to benefit, you know. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's that, there's loads of information um, and I did a video this morning myself, you know, on, um, and I'll be putting that out on Facebook um, about like, making mistakes and being prepared to make mistakes, you know? So my, my thoughts and my views have changed about certain things, you know? Um, you know, I used to be the one that I'd be telling people to take BCAs and this, that and the other, you know? And, um, and now, you know, I'm, I'm more educated, 
you know so I know that it's not necessarily what you need to be doing you know people have to be open and honest you know because that's the first and foremost because you know there's, there's too much deceit around really um, and yeah it's unfortunately it's because people just want to make loads of money like I said earlier you know most of the time you know if you average it out over a year you're probably on the minimum wage you know yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a job that you you enjoy I, I, I truly I truly appreciate what you just said like make mistakes and be prepared to make them and then really adjust. One of the things like, I mean, this whole game, like from the moment you get your certification, I mean, it's just the start. Like it's just the start for you to keep building your knowledge, like working with different type of clients. And at the same time as well, like go and then expand that knowledge. And, yeah. and, and it's very rare to see anybody coming up and be like, yo, I got this wrong, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I didn't have enough information. And again, it's, it's because of the financial incentive behind it. Yeah. And dude, I got a million followers, man. Let me push some stuff down their throat and be like, get, get my stuff, man. Get it, get it, get it. This is going to be like the game changer for you. And, and do you believe that we, we, society in general, and even the industry as well, is kind of like glorifying what I call um, instant gratification? You know? Yeah. Six-week transformation, which we, we were at the peak summit together. And then obviously they did, we, we did talk about it, like the six-week, the eight-week, the 12-week, the 20-week transformation and all these kind of things. Like, what's your view on that? And what's your view on instant gratification in general as well? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quick fix. Yeah. You know, so um, a habit truly isn't established until beyond the six-week point. Yeah. You know? um, and even still, you know, and even myself, you know, if I, if I look at my own water consumption, you know, some days I'm better or some weeks I'm better than others, you know. So it's a continual thing, you know. You create a habit, um, then you've just got to keep it going, you know. So um, it's like anything, you know. If It's like a diet. So if people will follow a low-calorie diet, you know, if they know they've got an end point of six or 12 weeks, then, yeah, fantastic. And it might get them into that shape to go on holiday, well, then what do they look like three months after their holiday, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's that endurability yeah. um, and being able to just sustain it, you know? So um, we all know that, you know, if we can, you could cut carbs out and, and, and drastically cut your calories and yeah. suffer it, you know, mentally you probably go to a bad place as well and you probably wouldn't be fun to be around, no. um, <laughs> you know? But that, do you want that? You know, and, and most people don't have to endure that, you know. So you just little adjustments here and there um, it is always going to get the best success, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole thing, the, the, the instant gratification, and that, that's something I used to do in the past. I, I used, we used to run those challenges and, and everything. And when I used to have my gym and that, I realized people really get attracted to it. And it may sound... It's a difficult conversation to have with people because they come in for six weeks. I mean, you have a target, you're really working hard toward it. And, and then from the third or the fourth week, you, we start having the conversation of like, well, we're getting results now. Like, what's the plan after that? You know, because ideally is for you to not only pick up some knowledge, but, you know, try to keep that or even use it as a step to the next level. You know, like, like my last... My last uh, a physique competition. I've, I did a prep of eight weeks. 
for eight weeks, sorry, because I, I was literally in decent shape, so it, it wasn't that hard. So it's just the, the same thing. And right after the competition, like, like yeah, I, I had some five guys. I had a bit of junk there, but I didn't go crazy to put the weight back on. You know, it was a stepping stone for me to prepare for my next competition, which was actually a powerlifting meet. So I needed to put a bit of weight, I think two or three cages, and that was it. And then, and then keep building up on that and, and really making people understand that, yes, I mean, we can, we can change your body composition in six, eight, 10, 12 weeks. It's possible. And, but the end goal should be like really keeping a baseline of fitness. And, and that's where I believe like we, we kind of get it wrong, not only the industry, but the clients as well. And it's down to us to kind of educate and really have methods in place as well when it comes to that. What, what's your view on that? Yeah, I mean, it's that um, the losing weight technically it, it can be quite easy, you it know. Is. So everybody can do it. I always tell my guys, like, dude, everybody can do this. Everybody can do it. It's just whether or not they choose to do it. Yeah. You know? So it's like anything in it, adherence, and people just um, eating whole foods, you know, and not going to a takeaway and and those type of habits, you know. So if people are disciplined enough, then they can generally do it what you'd hope in that sort of six weeks or so um, is that people actually learn they're then not going to learn that how to maintain it you know so that's that that's where that time bit comes in where you know they need you need to learn about the, your body and how it reacts you know so I don't know you know I've got some clients that you know they're very um, sort of sensitive to carbohydrates Okay. You know, so therefore you have carbohydrate around training and then on non-training days, then you have higher fats, you know, yeah. but you keep your calories up still, you know, at that maintenance level. And it's just about learning of how to optimize it. And for women, it's different as well. So, you know, you get um, the menstrual cycle will change as well, hormonally, how their body's going to respond to foods as well. Um, so, you know, just... With a client being, you know, I've got, I think my, I've got a, a client who's been with me a few weeks, um, but the majority average around a year now. Um, so, and even now, you know, like when they go on holidays and they come back, you know, they might gain a few pounds, but they know, you know, and it's having that trust and that belief in the systems and, and the, you know, the, the, um, the process, you know, they, they actually understand it better themselves. Um, and I'm still there as a coach, you know, and sometimes the same um, route to get something done might not get the same outcome. Yeah. You know, so some people go, well, I did loads of cardio before and I lost loads of weight. And then, you know, because they're fitter, the body doesn't respond to it as well, you know. Yeah. So you'd have to then even do more cardio to try and, you know, get that same energy expenditure, you know. So it's just little things like that, you know, and obviously having the experience of saying, right, we maybe need to change this, you know, maybe stop doing that, you know, and just change the direction. And then it's that, you know, Jamie Alderton says it in that in his book, where you just follow one course of action until you're successful. Yeah. You know, it's when you start, people confuse things, don't they? And like, oh, well, he's trying that. And they're looking at what other people are doing to get the results. Yeah, we're not the same. You've got the background. Like, if they look at you, they're going to be like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been training for 10 years and people will be like, like, how can you be so strong? Dude, it, it took a long time. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It took a long time. So, so 
it's really understanding these things and yeah and the internet of things and the social media i mean it's helpful because thanks to that me and you are connecting right now we connect with so yeah. many great people but at the same time as well when you kind of you don't know and then you step into like the whole thing i mean it, it's extremely confusing like and yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people how many clients i've talked to and then they, they were like oh my god i can't believe all the things I've, I've seen online like yeah okay i pick up an ebook everybody can write an ebook i write ebooks like i've got ebooks like yeah. you pick up an ebook and then you're like okay I'm, I'm going to follow that that guy actually wrote an ebook so he kind of like knows what he's talking about thing is everybody can write an ebook yeah. everybody can write a blog like we're doing something right now everybody can do it and that's the thing like because it's, it's the freedom of inform information it's harder to dissect and uh, i don't know if i, if I think I, no, it wasn't with you and I was talking to, uh, I think it's a Chara when, when I did the interview with her. And I was telling her, like, like now, like, when I want to do some, some real research, instead of going on Google, I go on Google Scholar because I read academic articles yep. with scientific evidence. Now, I mean, I, I literally go through it properly to really understand things. And, and that's one of the things I've been passing on to my client as well. Like, if you see that, okay, yeah, keto work. Yeah, go check it out. Go read the article, the research they've done, and you find out that oh, the research was done on people who've got like diabetes, you know, and insulin sensitivity. And, and then now you understand that, okay, you know what, it does work. And um, it's got a higher chance of success for those people because they need that medically, you know. Yeah. And in my case, like, can I actually live like that? And, and, and that's one of the things. And I mean, we're getting towards the end of this. And I wanted to ask you, and I always ask this to my guests some sort of like actionable step and i'm going to give you a scenario here yep. somebody who is just watching this you know they're going to the gym every day monday to friday doing chest back biceps legs or arms or the whole thing and they really want to you know like take it up to the next level you know finally achieve some goals you know like either strength body composition have you got any sort of advice to give out to whoever is watching this right now or listening to it because it's a podcast in the first place what, so they're doing resistance training through the week? Yeah, resistance yeah. training. I mean, the, the average Joe, the average yeah. guy going to the gym. And, and what, what's their goal? Is it to gain muscle? Is it to gain strength? Let's, let's say that because the vast majority of people want to gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so without, if, because obviously, you know, there's the nutrition side of it as well. Oh, this is. What's that? It, it, it's a whole like the whole nutrition thing is uh, it's hard to actually put that down, especially when I give you a loose case like that. Yeah, yeah. What um, I'm really after is like really some, some some type of framework. Like you did touch a lot on those things when we we're talking about, and I'm just trying to summarize. Like you did talk about um, restarting within yourself when you talk about your tailored approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like making so, small changes and stuff like that. The, the, the main thing is, and I, I wrote some points down actually, just from the, the questions yeah. that you emailed over. So yeah. um, the, the th sort of three things that I would say for people to get um, the success with it, with the training. So yeah. Yeah. first one, they've got to track. Okay. So they've got to be tracking the workouts for one. Yeah. No, so if they're doing bench press, if they want to improve the bench press and they're doing, I don't know, say three sets, 12 reps, 60 kilograms, then the next time they go in the gym, they need to be adding, I call them the biscuits, you know, they add the small weights on the ends, yeah, yeah. you know, and they maybe do eight reps or 10 reps with 62 and a half kilos. Yeah. 
you know, and then the next time they go in, they're looking to up the reps or up the weight, you know, but it's that there'll be times when, you know, depending on their training age, they might go in and have a workout where they just absolutely knock it out of the park, you know, and they're doing 80 kilogram bench press for yeah. 12 reps, you know, but it's never going to be linear, you know, so another things might have affected it. So sleep and what have you, you know, but if they're tracking it, at least they know what their mood and everything's been like and how their energy levels have been, etc. So they can gauge and maybe not be hard on themselves if they're not performing and not getting the progress that they think they should be getting. Yeah. Um, and that's the same with nutrition. So some people tell me they eat really healthily, but if unless they're tracking it, you know, one as a coach, you can't advise if you can't actually see what they've been putting in, providing they're being honest with it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but once they track, people then are just more aware of what's going in, you yeah. know, because then they can actually see it. They're being accountable to themselves, you know, and then I'd say from a coach standpoint, you're making them accountable as well and you can ask why and maybe offer suggestions for change. Yeah. Um, the other one's just being consistent. So people have got to be consistent with it. Um, so people do this, don't they? You know, like new gym joiners in January, they hammer it for two weeks. Yeah, get it. <laughs> the system gets hammered. They get the worst cold and flu that they've ever had. They yeah. disappear in February. Yeah, you know, and that's it. That's their training career or year done until the next January. You know, so just by being consistent, you know, and I said about you know whether it's one workout, two, three, just build it up, but be consistent. You know, that success thing. So um, a lot of people fail from not getting into fitness, like they drive past the gym on the way home or on the way to work. That's the, that's the fault. They drive past it, you know? So if they could fit it into their routine, you know, stop at the gym in either direction, um, <laughs> then it's going to, it's going to help them out, you know, but they've got to be consistent with it. And you've got to accept that your social life is going to happen, you know? So unless you're competing and trying to get prizes, you know, then you should be able to go to, you know, family barbecues, go out for a few beers, et cetera, et cetera. It's not going to upset things in the long run, but it shouldn't be the norm. You know, you shouldn't be spending all of your time socializing and eating junk. Let it, you know, it will happen, but just be consistent with it. So if you can do more of the good than the bad, then you're going to be, again, in the right way. Um, and then it's be patient, you know, so people have got to be patient with um, what they're doing trust in the process you know so i would say when i consult people one plus one equals two so if you eat good food you train the minimum amount of stimulus then you're going to get the desired result you know and they've just got to stick with it because it just does take time like you say the strength thing i did a video the other week where i was leg pressing over 400 kilograms you know i wasn't doing that when i was 16 or 21 you know it's took time you know, and I've had surgeries on my knees as well. I've had three surgeries on my knees, you know. So, um, you know, it just takes time to, to build up um, and you can't expect it straight away. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's one of the things. So people might say, oh, I want um, long-lasting results and I'm prepared to take the time. But deep down, I think everybody does like a quick yeah. result, you know. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 just a quick recap. I first of all track everything, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I, as you said, like numbers matter, like training, nutrition, sleep. Like, yeah. Some numbers down. Yeah. Same thing. 
being consistent. Yeah. Like showing up, like it takes time. I mean, this whole game takes time. And, and, yeah. and, and, and as part of consistency, as you said, like being patient, trusting the process. Yeah. Uh, and knowing that, well, it should be like having milestones. I mean, we do it in my program where when we start, like we have a year long and we have milestones to achieve like literally every quarters. And that kind of like gives you an incentive to really get out there and then make fitness your routine and really keep having like, that social life. Like you could still go out, have a barbecue, have a pint over the weekend. A pint is not going to hurt you, you know. It's not the end of the world. And, and, and really like, I mean, those things are really in line with, with, with my vision when it comes to like fitness as well. When I get clients in, I, I just keep telling them like, dude, we're starting today, one year from now, I'm not talking six weeks or eight, I'm talking one year from now, I want you to be in a better place physically, mentally, emotionally, and that's how we're going to do it. Like you're yeah. going to keep track on the numbers. You ask some people like last year, at this time of, of the year, last year, what was your weight? What was your bench press? What was your nutrition life? You don't know. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and I know that tracking food, weighting it, it could be a bit tedious. And, and I always tell my client, like, for the first two weeks, you're going to hate it. And then because on average, we kind of eat the same thing weeks and weeks anyway. So once you get into that routine, it's easy. Just like, look at the bank, man. You put your money in there. They give you a statement every month. So you need to know what you're putting in your body. And exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it up. Have you got anything else you want to add? And then we're going to wrap it up. No, it's, it's been a pleasure, Ollie. Um, you know, it's like yourself, you know, you want to um, try and influence and help as many people as you can, really. Yeah. You know, um, and you come from a place where um, you're just being real, you know, and I think that's what people appreciate. You know, you just got to be, um, you know, it's no bullshit. This is, this is how it is, you know. Um, but as well being open to new ideas, you know, so that's where like the research and that comes in, you know, you read up on stuff and, you know, my mindset from, you know, not even, you know, two years ago, I'd say to people, don't eat carbs after like, you know, seven o'clock at night. Do you know what I mean? Where like now I know that it doesn't matter if your body needs it, it needs it, you know, so your mind can change, you know, you've got to be sort of willing to accept that. Um, and as I said really early on as well, you know, make mistakes, but just learn from them. Uh, Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, my man. And before we wrap it up, um, we can find you on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to put the link. To yeah, Brian Howard PT. Um, um, Brian Howard PT uh, yeah. Instagram. On Facebook as well, it's Brian Howard. Yeah, Brian Howard PT. Brian Howard PT as well on Facebook. I'll yeah. put the link uh, to, to, to your social media uh, yeah. underneath the podcast in the blog uh, right. facebook i mean all over the place and yeah. uh, man it's been a pleasure guys if you did enjoy this episode if you're listening to it if you're watching it as well be sure to leave it a a, a like a comment a subscribe share it with somebody you believe is going to get value from it and uh, if you got any questions for me or for brian i, I mean he's a very open guy as you you've seen and heard as uh, somebody who is uh, extremely knowledgeable and, and always willing to, to take a step further in life. And uh, feel free to connect with him. If you've got any questions, leave them in the comments. And then that's it. Until then, it's been your boy Oli. I'm back again tomorrow with another show. And I hope to see you there. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the YTM Show, your daily dose of motivation, strategies, and hacks to a better and upgraded life.